What's up, winners? I'm Sylvia Chagla, and over a decade or even longer, I have been obsessed with everything around people, around how to develop, how to turn ideas into reality, and this is all based on change and transformation, especially in this digital world. I have been learning, studying, and applying. I was one of the youngest HR consultants for an executive and was leading change projects within the biggest telecommunication merger in Europe. And I am today combining and blending Eastern and Western knowledge in order to help you to change the way the world works so we can all have more efficiency, productivity and engagement and actually transform and change successfully. I have been doing this for ages and ages by myself from almost homeless into a successful corporate high flyer and today an excited and passionate entrepreneur supporting leaders and entrepreneurs like you within startups, SMEs and Fortune 500 companies to create and make the difference they actually crave for. So don't expect any conventional HR and kind of those topics around this, but of course everything what is combined from Speed Smart and Book Smart and many, many other things here on this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am excited to go with you on this journey and win X today. But often people, when they look at me, they assume okay, he's teaching this because he's just really good at it naturally, right? And I think this is like a common misconception often with anyone. Like, for example, Jim Quick, right? The, the super learner. Uh, it's one of those weird words to say, super learner. <laughs> so Jim, for example, I mean, he was struggling at school initially. And, uh, you know, and nowadays when people see him, they think, oh, this guy is just a genius, but he needed to build himself up. And I think this applies to, to everyone else. Like, Welcome, welcome to today's interview with Jimmy Narain. Um, and we will start, I will start to introduce him today, <laughs> the bed as and a powerhouse currently in Germany. He was working, uh, for those of you who don't know him, he was working for Goldman Sachs, has been traveling the world for almost a decade, and is very, very famous Udemy course provider. He was sharing his courses and taught for almost over 176,000 people over there. So, and he is an expert, not only in how to grow, Jimmy, correct me if I'm wrong here, but <laughs> is one of his kind of uh, power superpowers, but he's also an expert in how to develop confidence, how to develop self-esteem. And this is what we want to tune into today. Looking forward to this. Looking forward to this, Sylvie. By the way, so you said I'm an expert. I think this simply comes from the fact that I used to struggle with confidence myself. I used to have tremendous anxiety issues, tremendous, to the point where, for example, doing videos like this one wasn't possible for me back in the day. Getting on a stage wasn't possible. I remember one time I even ran away from the stage, right? I remember that when I was a teenager growing up in post-communist Poland, I wanted to introduce myself to people sometimes and I couldn't find the courage to do so, right? Lots of limiting beliefs, lots of negative internal dialogue. So it's funny when you say expert on confidence, it's always one of those funny things, right? Because on the one hand, yes, I've been teaching lots of people about confidence, but often people, when they look at me, they assume, okay, he is teaching this because he's just really good at it naturally, right? And I think this is like a common misconception often with anyone. Like for example, Jim Quick, right? The, the super learner. learner. Uh, it's one of those weird words to say, super learner. <laughs> so Jim, for example, I mean, he was struggling at school initially. And, uh, you know, and nowadays when people see him, they think, oh, this guy is just a genius, but he needed to build himself up. And I think this applies to, to everyone else. Like Alex D. Stefan, our good friend, you interviewed him a few weeks ago, I think, right? Yeah. He, he's such a confident guy, always given all types of different presentations on massive stages. 
but as a teenager, he would uh, give away his lunchbox to his friends. Well, not to friends, to, to regular kids to make them his friends, right? Because he was insecure. So I think anyone who is doing something that has an impact has some type of pain story in the background. And, I'm, and I know you, you can resonate with this yourself, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I shared even recently this story about my own, I would say, kind of imposter syndrome, what I mm -hmm. was working on for quite a while. It took me even a while to recognize that I got it. But even, well, more important, I was so shy that and when I was at the cashier, do you know when you have the line? Mm -hmm. And people look at you and it takes you a long time to get all the money. So I would turn literally red like a tomato, ashamed that everybody is looking at me, that I got all the attention. Wow. So, yeah, it was very, very shy, very introverted, very kind of in my own world. Mm -hmm. And it took me a lot and a while to develop this kind of confidence, to develop the self-esteem, but even more important to develop self-love. Self-love, that's actually one of the most important things, I think. Because uh, often when people talk about confidence, they focus on all the tricks, right? Tricks, techniques, strategies, what can you do right now? Uh, for example, when you want to talk to a group of people, how do you approach them so you feel more comfortable? And it's all good. And many of those strategies work really well. But I feel like if you really want to fix your self-esteem issues, you have to start with the backbone, with this feeling that you are simply not a worthy individual. You know, different people name in different ways. Marissa Peer, for example, just released this book, uh, I Am Good Enough, right? So she always talks about a concept of you are already good enough. You have to stand in front of the mirror and literally say it to yourself. And there are many different ways to call it, but I, I just think it all comes down to this concept of lo loving yourself for who you are, right? So if you want to become more confident, of course, you want to you want to become more competent as well, right? You want to strive for better every single day. But at the same time, I think, it is important to have this healthy level of, you know what, you are striving for better, but even if something doesn't work your way, I still appreciate you and I still love you. Mm. And this is so difficult to cultivate. It's really difficult, especially I know lots of people from your audience are from LinkedIn, right? You do lots of different things with LinkedIn. Many people who will end up watching this, maybe executives, maybe all types of professionals, and what's interesting is that often what happens is as you start getting more and more success in life, externally, it seems like you have more confidence, but actually deep inside, you may feel even more insecure because suddenly you have this persona and this happened to me as well. You have this persona on one side and then this is the real you and you feel like you have to live up to this. And what definitely doesn't help is the fact that whenever you meet everyone else, you see the polished version of themselves, right? If I meet you, for example, we go, we meet in a restaurant and I see the polished Sylvie. I see you and you're going to say just the right things. You, you, I mean, you can be authentic in it, but you will not start barping in front of me, right? Mm -hmm. You'll not start like picking your nose. You won't do those types of things, right? So you always see the, the polished version of other people, yet you remember your entire journey with all the good, but also with all the bad, with all the ugly, you still remember very vividly how you got drunk, right? A year ago and you puked. You still remember how maybe you lied to someone and you regret it. You remember all of the bad things. You know how it feels when you wake up in the morning and you don't feel like doing anything. You literally feel this debilitating feeling of life doesn't make sense. And so when you add all of those things up, you have the comparison between the imperfect self, right? Your per perception of yourself, that's imperfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the perfect vision of another person. And, and it's always a losing game. Absolutely. And because you're just mentioning the dinner and being with someone, the polished one, and I was just laughing about myself recently, sharing with someone, look, I just woke up like that. Uh -huh. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah, because some people, you know, like, exactly like you've just mentioned, we have, especially on social media, just a few seconds of um, images, like basically just a glimpse of someone's life. And mm -hmm. then we kind of start to even compare ourselves with those people and think they are always perfect. They are always great. They're absolutely there where we want to be, but we don't see anything in the backside. Mm -hmm. And this leads me basically to the next point, Jimmy, what I would love to ask you. 
and hear your opinion about this, that especially when it comes to confidence and self-esteem, when we see others and when we compare ourselves, this is one of the top things that kills not kills dreams and kills mm -hmm. your own way of going somewhere. So what would you recommend someone, especially those who are trying new things out that are maybe currently shaking or have to overcome some challenges because of Corona, etc. Mm. How would you suggest to overcome this comparison? Wow, that's that's a good question. But also, we could talk about it for 10 hours. <laughs> There's so many different things, right? But I think I think the primary thing I always like to I always I think Tim Ferriss said it. He he said something in the lines of when you have many things you you want to do, ask yourself which one will make everything else either easier or unnecessary. So like using that approach I'm going to focus on something that I think will be like a backbone. And I think the main thing is to realize how good you already are. And I know it may sound very cheesy to some people. Oh, realize how good you are. Love yourself. Right. But actually the reality is that we never do this, right? I don't say never, but most of us don't really take the time to just sit down and to analyze our lives in the context of what I've accomplished already. Right. I'm already good enough. Like what I managed to create in my life. I think often as we look into the future, especially and we look at different things we want to accomplish and then we compare those goals to what other people are doing. It's very easy to get overwhelmed and feel like everyone is better than you, right? It's easy to underestimate yourself, but what you got to do is you got to take inventory of your life and you have to take some time for yourself and just sit down and ask yourself, okay, what are some of the things that, I managed to accomplish that seemed impossible back in the day. Now, some people watching this, and by the way, uh, if you are listening to this now, maybe watching this later on YouTube, post a comment. And I want to hear from you. What are some of those things that you managed to accomplish? Now, some people think, well, but I haven't accomplished anything big, but really when you, when you go back into your life and analyze everything objectively, every single person accomplished something great. Maybe you are sitting next to your life partner and once upon a time, you didn't believe you could get them, right? Maybe you have a certain job right now or you started a business and you may be focusing all the time that shit, Corona happened and we are losing money. But once upon a time, maybe five years ago, having a business was just a dream. It didn't even seem possible to you, right? Once upon a time, the idea of having a business was so insurmountable that you were just not even like thinking about it because it was just like a dream, right? Maybe you're sitting right now and you are slim and you don't even think about it that much because you just look like a normal person. But perhaps three years ago, you were 20 kilos heavier. And I could give you, literally, we could sit here for 10 hours. I could give you thousands of examples like this. But the point is, everyone has accomplished something that they can be proud of. And we don't take enough time to do that inventory of what we already accomplished. So I think the first step is to really do that too. Rather than waking up in the morning, just checking social media and trying to figure out, oh, wow, this person just got a new car. That person is, has this amazing life because he or she is on the beach and constantly running this comparison game. Sit down. Don't even open your phone. Just leave it there. Maybe put some nice music, take a piece of paper and truthfully, like literally ask yourself, what have I accomplished that seemed impossible? Like, I, I can guarantee you, anybody watching this, even if you are watching this, maybe you don't struggle with confidence issues. Maybe you are already confident and you're simply watching this because you know one of us, right? That could be the case. Still perform this exercise because no matter where you are in your life, it's going to help you. To this day, I do this. I do this myself, you know? Uh, I'm going to be speaking in October at this massive stage. I'm going to be hosting this huge event, two and a half thousand people, it's a tech event, well, tech slash business, and I'm going to be in charge of everything. I, I got to tell you, I'm a confident guy, but I know that the day before the event, knowing that I'm the one starting the event, introducing everyone, doing everything, I'm going to feel the butterflies. I'm going to feel stressed out. I already know it because I'm a human, right? Nobody is, nobody can run away from fear. You just have to learn how to dance with your fears. But I know for a fact, I have to tell you the night before that event in October, I will sit down, I will take a piece of paper and I will do inventory of my life. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. It makes totally sense to 
refocus, especially when you're getting lost in what you don't have to focus on what you have. And mm -hmm. you've just mentioned to write it down, especially when you're in front of any kind of bigger events that you know will be challenging for you, that you know that you might be growing within it. Um, I do it on a daily basis. I have it nice. here. Um, and, and you know what is happening. You've just mentioned it. We don't do it on a regular basis. And the matter of a fact is that so many things are happening on a daily basis that we for, and we consume, of course, lots of information on social, etc. that you don't even have the time to acknowledge what is mm -hmm. happening even in the closest past few days. So what I do is I take every single day, and for everybody who's busy out there, it takes maybe 10 minutes. And I call it this the guide, and you I write it down here, everything of what I want to focus on. Of course, also three things, what I'm what I've achieved and what I'm grateful for in order to put always into perspective what I want to focus on. So this is basically mm. the intention, especially for entrepreneurs, especially for people trying out new things. Well, shit hits the van almost on a daily basis, right? Yeah. <laughs> something is happening. Something is not working. Maybe something we were just before the interview, we were talking about how many things got canceled due to COVID-19. So you, you got to be able to apply self-leadership. This is how I call it mm -hmm. on a regular basis. So you are able to get up after falling mm -hmm. down and I'm not calling it failing, but falling down. And then we have Jocko, one of the amazing people. And this is what I would love to talk about with you as well. You Next. said Jocko. Yes. Jocko Willink. Yes. So, yes, and, I, and have, he should, yes, I have his is... book just over there. <laughs> I read all of yes. his books. Great guy. Yes, absolutely. And whenever I like his songs on, on, you know, you can find them online. If you don't feel like doing something, put on the song from Jacko and you will get up and dust off and attack and again. And this is what he's saying. So whenever, you know, you can create whatever kind of story you have at the moment, you can mm. reframe, rewire your brain. And this is what I would love to ask you next, uh, Jimmy. Jacko is one of your inspirations and mm. many others I know. What would you say to someone who's maybe saying, okay, now I look at you, Jimmy, polished, uh, you look great. Um, what would you say to people? And I'm supporting an NGO an organization in India for people who might have maybe not, you know, not providing this kind of appearance, what is generally accepted. And mm -hmm. maybe are coming from a background, what I would count myself into as well. That, and I know that this was a big story for me in the past. So basically owning your story, owning yourself. How could we approach this step? Because I think this is a big part of the self-love as well. Mm -hmm. Cool. So it's one of those questions that I could approach in many different ways. Um, what I'm going to do is... Um, Okay, so first of all, I think the most important thing to talk about, because we have limited time and I don't wanna, I wanna, I wanna pick the best bits and pieces, you know, that will give the most value. I think it's important to realize that whatever happens to you is a part of your story. It creates you. And I know it sounds very simple, but it creates the story of your life, right? The, the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell was writing about it. And um, by the way, great books, you gotta check them out. And I think hero's journey is really important. Nobody can resonate with perfection. No one can resonate with perfection. One of the reasons why I like to share very openly about my anxieties, some of the issues I face to this day, right? I, I don't just talk about the issues I faced 15 years ago, but I started talking about some of the fears I have and some of the anxieties I have even now, right? Like as I live my life now, because I am aware of the fact that when people see me, they often assume, okay, this guy is in good physical shape. He seemed very confident traveling the world. It's easy for him. People forget that it's a journey. It's a path, as Jocko says, right? Every fucking day, you just have to do certain things, right? Uh, when I went to the gym yesterday, it was what? It was 10.30 p.m. I just had a busy day, but there's no excuse. 10.30 p.m., go to the gym, destroy myself. When I do ice baths, I hate the first 10 seconds. I don't want to go there. I literally, the moment I, I think I don't, I'm not going to do it. I just put the ice into the bathtub and I just go in there. Right. So there's lots of hard work, but anyway, without diverting to another topic, what I want to say is, um, that vulnerability that comes from some of the weaknesses you have 
or had in the past, some of the failures you experienced, that's a part of your, your story and it's important. It makes you who you are and it actually makes you a person that people resonate with. So I'm sure you had situations where, for example, you saw somebody on a stage and they were just talking about their accomplishments. Right? In the intro, they would get on a stage and they would start with, hey, my name is so-and-so. I'm the CEO of this company and I made this much money and blah, 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 blah. And then trying to preach what you should do. Well, you don't resonate with that person. You don't necessarily want to stay and talk to them afterwards because there's no human connection. On the flip side, I'm sure you had situations where the speaker shared a story of weakness, of failure, story of pain and fear, right? And then suddenly you relate with that person. And so often what happens in life is we try to become perfect almost, right? And maybe if there's something, but maybe, maybe you, you think you don't look that good, right? Maybe you think you are not gifted with those amazing genetics and you just don't look good. Maybe you're, you feel like your voice is not good enough, right? Maybe you feel like, yeah, it's just like you just have this weird way of carrying yourself and you think that this will separate you from people. Actually, this will connect you to people if you own it. So I think you have to own your insecurities. You have to own some of the perceived weaknesses that you think you have. For example, I was recently talking to this guy called Evan Carmichael. So this guy has 2 million YouTube subscribers. Like really, like his journey is tremendous. And he admitted that to this day, he gets nervous sticks sometimes before doing interviews. Like he did interview with Tony Robbins. This guy, he, he 2 million subscribers, crazy, right? And to this day, he gets, he has those moments where he just like has this, weird nervous tick, for example, here, right? And, you know, when he shares a story like this, I feel warmth in my heart because I can resonate because I used to have nervous ticks. And actually to this day, sometimes it happens out of nowhere, lack of magnesium, I don't know, but it sometimes happens, right? So I can resonate with this. And paradoxically, that perceived weakness makes that guy more likable, right? Same the way we connected, Sylvie, you know, for the first time Then we did event together. And as you delve deep into people's weaknesses and insecurities, you realize, wow, I see a human in you. Mm -hmm. So anybody watching this, it's kind of long-winded answer, but anybody watching this, if you think that you are not good enough because of your looks or the way you talk or whatever the hell it is, realize that you can decide to use this as a tool to connect with other people right? Like last very short example, imagine you go to a, to a business gathering, right? And this happened to me so many times. You go to a business event and there's this maybe a big dinner after or right before and everyone is dressed up and everybody's trying to talk the big talk. Hey, so what do you do? Well, I'm, uh, I have this venture capital and we raise this much and nobody is cutting through the bullshit. Everyone is just staying on the surface, quoting their bios. Um, and then someone someone says, you know, maybe someone is in a bad mood and suddenly he or she says, you know what? Sorry, guys. Um, I don't feel that good today because I just had a massive breakup. Right. And you can see real emotion. Guess what happens? Wow. We have a human here. Suddenly people gravitate to that person. They start sharing themselves that they also went through a bad breakup, for example. Right. And the next thing you know, those people really connect at a human level and that's how business deals happen. So yeah, you gotta, you just gotta own your weaknesses and turn them into your strengths. That's what I believe. In. Thank you so much for sharing. It's absolutely something what is self-perceived and especially when you want to start to achieve anything. And I think you've mentioned it at the beginning. Um, it's not acting up from a place of lackness but more about, you know, getting better from a place of greatness, meaning that you own whatever has happened and that you own who you are today. Otherwise, mm. you wouldn't be even here, right? You wouldn't be even here after moving those mountains, after overcoming so many things in your life. Exactly. And, right? So it's, it's something what I think is so highly... And Brene Brown, she is... I don't know if you know her... Oh, yeah, she's of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's studying shame. She's studying vulnerability and she's sharing amazing, amazing content about how to start to 
own who you are and that she is sharing all her private stories as well especially when it comes to how she is kind of learning in her marriage with her husband and this brings me to the next point jimmy is when by the way before you ask the question i just want to mention uh, because she she said something really interesting there's a concept she has which is powerful and i think she calls it vulnerability hangover which basically (laughs) i just briefly want to mention basically means that Sometimes when you open yourself to people, it feels good in the moment, but the next day you feel almost like hangover, like, oh, I can't believe I said it. I can't believe I, and if you feel that, that's a good sign. Yes. That is a good sign because it means that you are authentic and people connect with authenticity. And also what you said just now, Sylvie, I think just comparing life to a game, like if you ever played any game, I used to play games when I was a teenager. If you play any game, you know that is not fun to have all the hacks. There are cheaters. There are people who just like download all types of hacks, unlimited lives and things like that, but it's not fun. It could be fun for the first 10 minutes, but then you just get bored because you can't predict everything. And the fun thing about playing a game is that you don't know what's going to happen. Same thing happens with movies. When you watch a movie, you vicariously live through the other person's uh, life, essentially, right? Like you try to imagine that you are that person, you go through difficulties, this builds your character. So when you approach your life like this, like one good experiment to do, and I got it from Joe Rogan and I actually, you can't see it now. It's on this board here. Like I have a whiteboard over there and it says documentary crew is filming me 24 seven. That's what it says there. And so as you go through shit in life, maybe something happened, maybe you lost a job or business went down or whatever. Remind yourself, it's like documentary crews filming this this is a part of my story nobody wants a story of a rich kid growing up and has everything and then builds a business and happily ever after right nobody likes it's a fucking boring story what people like is a story of rocky balboa that's what people want right a guy from the streets could never become a champion and then bam suddenly goes out there and does it this is what people want so you can become that hero character in your own movie of life. You just have to make a decision. And every single day, remind yourself that you are living this, this game or this movie, right? You are this character and yin and yang. You need both good and bad. Otherwise, it's just fucking boring, right? Absolutely. It is just something what I realized in 2016 when... A dear friend of mine, and I know that this is a philosophy what you are living by as well on a regular basis, or maybe even daily, is that we don't live forever. So mm. tomorrow might be not uh, here anymore. And whenever you find yourself, and whenever I find myself, and I was thinking about it by the way today, um, I was just okay. What would happen if I'm gonna completely screw this up? Well, what I did a few years ago, over a decade ago, I would end up mm. on the couch or by my brother. <laughs> my brother's place would become my home temporary. And then mm. I was just set up to figure everything out and move on and know that I will create everything. So thinking about, especially when something is stopping you or even paralyzing you, and then bringing into perspective that, okay, what would I do if tomorrow wouldn't be here? And what did I do in the past? after screwing up and we all had it at one point or another where we just had to collect our yeah basically get everything together and start to get up again because mm-hmm. things didn't work out the way how we expected 100 percent, 100 percent. i hope i didn't break your pattern you were about to ask me a question but it is i just i just had to add those things <laughs> oh good absolutely and, and this is uh, what and you've shared recently somewhere that the easiest Thing should be to be ourselves mm-hmm. and <laughs> I was just listening to it and yeah that's true and how difficult is that and who am I so who am I today who was I yesterday and this brings me to would you mind to share this concept with us about be yourself the easiest thing in the world and why it isn't for so many of us so I think okay so this kind of brings me back to what I said at the very beginning right when you want to be yourself, there is this comparison going on in your mind because you know yourself, you know all the imperfections of who you are, and then you compare yourself to people that in your mind are perfect, but you actually don't know their lives. If I look at Sylvie, I may not know that maybe in the morning there was a massive cockroach that was running around the kitchen, you had to kill it, and then 
you got a phone call from, I don't know, one of your family members and some bad things happened. I don't know that. I just know that perfect version of what I see. And I think this is the biggest trap. You know, it, it always brings me back to that. So um, being yourself, yes, it should be the easiest thing because when you look at when you look at the most confident people and you look at people who get the most approval and validation of others, these are the ones who usually don't want it, right? You see that person walks into the room, just doesn't care, like Carton, right? Carton is a good example. You had an interview with him as well. He's the type of guy he will walk into the room and he will just say something outrageous just because he thinks it. He will uh, he will just walk into the room full of people and he will just like he just make like a weird comment like he would just say. Hey guys, do you prefer pineapples or uh, watermelon? Like, what, what do you, like, he would just ask you random questions, but you clearly see he's not doing it for the show. He just says whatever he thinks. And that should be the default that we have, right? Uh, as kids, this is how we were. Just, you just say what you think, right? You just say what you think. But as we grow up, we have all this negative conditioning. For example, I have a friend. He had a situation where as he was growing up, and actually, I know lots of people like this. Whenever he was sitting at the family table and he wanted to say something, his family members would say, shut up, you don't speak when we eat. Like, or you don't speak when your father is talking. So he learned naturally not to say what he thinks. And the problem is now the guy's 30 plus years old. I think he's like 30, maybe four, 35. Until this day, when you ask him for his opinion on something, you can sense this weakness in his voice. Like deep inside, there's this thing where he doesn't feel like his, his opinion matters. And this is because of negative conditioning, a trauma. This is actually a trauma, right? So it's tricky, right? And, um, and often parents do those things without even realizing, right? They just don't know better. They make mistakes. And those mistakes have consequences for a lifetime. So I think important thing to be more like yourself is to gain more self-awareness and to realize those patterns that are happening to you. Because each one of us has those patterns. We all have patterns, right? You have yours, I have mine. What I noticed, by the way, and this is quite interesting. I So I, I give you my personal example. I don't think, I may not, I may not have talked about it in public ever, actually. I don't, I don't think I talked about it. Um, so I always had, so when I was growing up in Poland, right, initially I used to go to this private school, right, when I was like little, little kid. And after like initial struggles with a bit of racism, because my father's from South America, so kids would tell me like, hey, what the hell are you doing here? Why, why your name is Jimmy? I experienced some racism. Then I went to this private school and I found my oasis there for a few years, right? Like it was great. It was smaller classes and I was studying and I loved it and we were doing creative things. Then my parents had financial issues. They're medical doctors, by the way, which is a totally another story here, how crazy it is that two medical doctors and financial problems, welcome to post-communist Poland, right? So anyway, we had to, I had to leave that school. I went to a public school. So from a class of 10 kids, I went to a class of, 45 kids from all over the place. At the same time, we moved into like little tiny apartment. And I remember that at, when I was doing the math classes, I, I, I would do my own equations. I created my own solutions to problems. And that lady would give me zero points. And I always ask, hey, why am I getting zero? I just, the solution is correct. I invented a new way. This is how I was taught in the previous school. I was taught to think on my feet, to be creative. They told me, if you keep going like this, you're going to be winning math competitions. So I was really passionate about maths. But this lady kept telling me, it's my way or no way. And guess what happened? Less than a year, I rebuilt totally, totally. I went from the kid who loved education to the kid who literally looked at school. And I said to myself, those teachers don't care about us. This is a crazy system. This is like a factory production line. I'm just going to do my own thing. So I started rebelling, wearing big pants, doing graffiti, all types of different things, right? I experienced some bullying. So I started training. I started doing martial arts. Guess what? No more bullying, right? So, but I learned, I basically learned how to be, how to fight the world, right? I learned in this, in this young kid's mind that 
the system is broken and I have to protect myself from the system. And I developed the disdain for authority. Always felt like teachers would ask me to do certain things and I would always question it. I always question, why are we doing it this way, right? You want to build a business in the future. You want to change the world if you just memorize this passage. So I had that, I had that thing going on. And so anyway, without going too deep into it, later on, fast forward, you know, I turned my life around. I started learning again. I, things change, right? But those moments, those few years at school when I was, I would say from like 12 till 15, 16 years old, that triggered something in me. And to this day, to this day, I notice sometimes I have triggers that I hate. I really don't like them. I've been working on them. And I tell you openly, I've, I've, I've never discussed this online, but I have those triggers. You could ask me any question. We can do an interview. I can get on any stage. Great. I feel amazing. But if someone asks me a question that reminds me of one of my teachers, like this tone of superiority, and I was like, okay, uh, now you're going to tell me this. I feel this tremendous warmth, the, I would say hotness in my chest and in my stomach. And it's similar feeling to before you get a panic attack, but it leads to something else. It leads to all of those weird emotions of a bit of um, hate and disappointment. And it's like a mixture. And I still have that sometimes. And it's interesting how it works, right? So, but because I delve deep into it, I, I've done a lot of work on myself. I know we all have demons, right? You just have to do enough work. I've been doing all types of things, lots of meditation, lots of journaling, etc. Because I know those inner demons, I can control them, right? So when a situation like this happens, because I know that this is my thing, I can take a deep breath, I can recalibrate, and I can handle the situation. But I think, and, and this is something, well, I don't just think, this is a reality. Most people don't take enough time to gain self-awareness, right? We are so busy every day thinking about the external. We are so busy checking Instagram and seeing new posts and updates and watching television. You never really stop to ponder, hey, what are my demons? What are some of my negative patterns? So I think for anybody... This is so important. If you want to become more like yourself, if you want to become more comfortable in your skin, you have to really understand yourself. And it's fucking difficult because you have to face your demons. It's easier to put it under the carpet and pretend it's not there. But it takes work to, to face your demons. But once you do that, the floodgates open, right? You feel free. You feel this freedom to express yourself. It's unbelievable. Uh, Jason Goldberg actually is a great guy to talk about. Maybe you should talk to him. He hosted A-Fest several times. He's a great guy. I met him in LA recently. So Jason, he is a comedian. He actually was a rapper back in the day. He opened for Wu-Tang Clan. He's a great guy. Really, really awesome guy. And he always talks about this concept. So I, I see you're interested in this. You should talk to him for sure. Because he's an expert Maybe you can work for us as well today. <laughs> I can beatbox a little bit if you want, <laughs> but you should, talk, you should talk to Jason for sure. Cause um, he always talks about this concept, right? It's so hard to be yourself, but this should be the easiest thing in the world. So um, yeah, just face your demons. And everybody, practice, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, I just want to say practice self-awareness. And, and uh, the best way to practice, because I know some of you, some people watching this, I know the internal dialogue may be telling you, okay, cool, Jimmy, you told us to practice. How the hell do I do it? Very simple. You can download, there are lots of que self-awareness questions online. Just Google self-awareness questions. You'll see a bunch of sites. Just write down a bunch of those questions, 10, 20, 30 questions. Just write them down and literally start either journaling or if you prefer just go for a walk, put your headphones so nobody thinks you're crazy, right? And read a question and start talking the answer out loud. This is what I like to do, for example. And just answer questions about yourself and you will learn so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, for me, this was one of the biggest breakthroughs, by the way, becoming mm -hmm. self-aware of the 90 to 95%, because 90 to 95% <laughs> is the unconsciousness. 5 to 10% is the consciousness and even though 5 to 10% what we have of our consciousness and you know become aware of this is a completely different topic and can change the game 
completely and it is an ongoing process like you've mentioned for you it is still going on you have still triggers from the past mm -hmm. and funny enough you've just shared it when someone authorities I, I was studying a few years ago and the prof and it was hilarious to me that someone would tell me not to have an opinion so of course it's cool you might be used to the story that teachers are telling you you know just listen and do it my way but at university, I assumed, or kind of this was my, at least my assumption, that when I go to the university, when I study there, when I read a lot, and that I am supposed to get out of it with an opinion. And mm. this, uh, this professor, I will never ever forget it. We had a huge fight, by the way, because oh. he told me, like, you know, you cannot just say this. And it's like, of course, now we can discuss it. This is why it is in uh -huh. point one, two, and three. And then at some point he lost and guess what happened? He became super aggressive. Of course, this is, you have oh. two different, um, yeah. And it was giving out to me. And I was like, okay, just, you know, cool it down. I need to still have a grade at your class. <laughs> but this was one, because you've just mentioned it and I just remembered. So whoever is now, it's never ever, I think nowadays to have your own opinion and make sure that you are able to share it at a safe place is very, very important in order to start to create the self-confidence and self-esteem. So whoever might not be super confident with going out and sharing it with the world or like you're doing it on YouTube or in many other channels, I would invite and highly encourage people to talk with other people like we did it, for example, in Brazil. So you become aware people start mm. to mirror and this is how you start to see things completely differently. It's almost like you are looking at yourself and this is what is the ultimate goal from my point of view. Just really look at you. How do you behave? How do you think? What are your overall feelings towards X, Y, and Z? And mm. what do you want to do out of it? So it's basically completely, and, and I call it trusted process. It's a daily learning in order to make sure that because no matter what is happening, you never know how you're going to, what is going to trigger you. There are some mm -hmm. things like you've mentioned for you, the things that are ongoing. And for me personally, there is almost on a weekly basis, something new, especially when I'm in a new environment with new people. So this is my personal mm. trigger. How Interesting. I, Can I give yeah. an example? I'm, cur I'm curious to hear like what one of the triggers. Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit, but can you share any recent triggers you had? Yes. So uh, I, I met a, a bunch of new people and owning my story is always something that takes effort and consciousness for me. So it's nothing what I would just, you know, get out and share it online, of, although I was sharing quite a lot out of it. But people ask you, oh, where you're from? What are you doing, etc. And mm -hmm. you then start to think, okay, what would I like to share? How deep do I want to go? And after within one day, some other um, people were sharing with me their deep stories. And, and I was straight away sharing so many childhood things out of my story something what shaped me who i am mm -hmm. today right so they met so my trigger was first of all like you said the expectation everybody is super perfect you know we are on a boat everybody got everything sorted out kind of the feeling and then after a while when people start to give you like you know oh this is what i was doing oh i can share with you this and um it's now the trigger at the beginning is to kind of keep my face safe if that makes sense right and then at within oh wait wait so so just want to understand so you mean that you deep inside you want to share more but do you have a trigger to gravitate to the safe option of hey my name is sylvie and i do x y and z and this okay cool gotcha gotcha so yes it's sometimes challenging but i'm getting better and better so i shared of course uh, my story mm. on a high level and and open up but this is my personal trigger when people are kind of you know they see you and then they think oh do you have cheap this and that and this is what i connect with you you kind of almost want to fulfill those expectations i think yeah. this is where it's maybe coming from rather than telling someone well <laughs> what can i say like you know this is where i came from it's a little mm. bit of a very dirty and dusty road uh, and not really pretty and not really in high heels done, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just to talk in a woman language. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's always tricky 
especially when you meet new people, I uh, found it really tricky for a long time, especially the introductions when you meet people for the first time, because uh, I never liked this idea of, so tell me, what do you do? Because like, here's the thing, right? From my perspective, right? If someone asks me, so what do you do? Well, first of all, I need to ask myself, is their intention there? Like, is, is there uh, intention authentic? Do they really want to find out? Or is it just a polite question, right? Because if I feel that someone just asks just to ask, then I, I would literally come up with random stuff. Like, I had situations while traveling, I would tell people, I used to be a stripper. Or like, I would just say random stuff for fun. Just to, you know, just to, because you see it's not really... A, it doesn't come authentically from them. If somebody really wants to find out, then I go into my story, but it's, it's especially tricky at business events because on the one hand, people expect you to tell them exactly what you do, how you create value, what is your business, right? But then it's easy to come across as either show offy or just not connect at a human level, right? Like I could, for example, say, Hey, I'm an entrepreneur, adventurer, I'm a content creator, I'm teaching these many people, I've done this, I've done that, blah, 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 but it's like, okay, I can read your bio online, what's the point? Then on the flip side, when you share the true story of, you know, this is what happened to me, then it can be too much sometimes. So it's, it's, it's like a topic for a totally different podcasts, right? But it's, uh, it's quite interesting. But one thing, let's, let's maybe, I want to address something, right? Because social anxiety and lack of social confidence is something that many people struggle with. And what I noticed, and this helped me a lot, especially in my early days, you know, to gain that social confidence. I think anybody watching this, if you struggle, if you're watching this and you struggle with being confident when you talk to people or introducing yourself, both business and social, I recommend practicing out loud in, in a safe space. So for example, you could literally, again, put headphones in, and just walk by the city or just walk by the park. And you can literally imagine that someone asks you, hey, Sylvie, so tell me, what do you do? And imagine, so now imagine this is a business event and everyone is kind of busy and jumping from place to place. And imagine, okay, let's say I have 30 seconds to introduce myself. How would I do it? And then you say it out loud and you can even record an audio and then you listen to it and you're like, huh, this sounds a bit dry. Okay, but it's okay. Let me do it again. And then maybe you ask yourself, okay, what if I'm at a party and someone asks me, hey, so Sylvia, we never met. Uh, tell me, what's your story? What, what's your story? And imagine you have two minutes. How would you approach that? And literally out loud, start saying this to yourself, right? Start talking to yourself. Again, nobody will know. It's going to feel strange initially because you're talking to yourself. But nobody will know because you have the headphones. So people assume you are on a phone call, right? You're talking to your imaginary friend. That's how I like to call it. By the way, I used it for language learning as well, practicing languages while walking. Nobody knows I'm just talking to myself in a foreign language, right? Because no one pays attention and, uh, and nobody knows who is on the other side, right? But if you practice this, especially if you have a severe case of getting anxious, it's going to help you because you will develop that muscle. It's kind of like with martial arts. You may practice hundreds of different techniques when someone attacks you and you haven't practiced your basics you don't know how to hold the guard you don't know anything about the distance you have poor accuracy you won't do anything you'll be like a deer in a headlight but if you practice and actually let me show you if you practice you see this thing mm -hmm. this is like uh i have this uh this um it's called the boxing bob it looks like a human and yeah. it's 130 kilos and you can practice very accurate strikes. Well, guess what? You develop muscle memory to the point where if I'm in danger, I'm, I can throw a head kick right to the chin and I know it's going to land because I practice it thousands of times, right? So I think the same thing applies to verbal fluency. And I think often when people talk about social confidence, they underestimate the importance of competence, right? We often think, how do I talk to myself? How do I change my mindset so I feel better. And that's one part of the equation. But I think another part of the equation is to really doing your best to become more competent. So you don't get caught like the deer in the headlights when you have a business meeting and someone asks you, so tell me about your business. And you're like, oh, uh, well, uh, and then anxiety builds up because you've never actually said it. But if you practice it uh, consistently, 
you will become better at it. You know, there's this concept of the elevator pitch. If you are in the elevator and there is a CEO of a company and he or she looks at you and says, oh, we never met. So what, what is it that, that you do? And you literally have five floors to share your story. What do you do? Well, most people will be like the deer in the headlight. Oh, hi, Mr. Uh, whatever. Uh, so uh, my name is Jimmy and uh, uh, bam, that's it. Okay, I have to go. Nice to meet you. I haven't made any impression, right? Maybe I actually made a negative impression. That person doesn't remember me. But if you are prepped for those situations, you can say quickly, well, I do this and that, and I'm very happy to be here. And by the way, what I like about this company and this and that, hey, I would love to get coffee when you have 15 minutes. It would be amazing. If you practice it before, when the opportunity presents itself, you will deliver. Simple, right? Mm -hmm. Because the same what you have with the muscle memory, what you've just mentioned, is that your brain creates exactly the same thing. The neural networks are going to become stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. So you're going to basically exit it unconsciously because it's part of your reality. Exactly. Like you, you just don't even have to look. You can just do it like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just, uh, we, we don't do this normally in, in business or in any kind of professional life and hopefully not in any kind of city. Um, however, the same thing What when you're going to start to repeat it. And this is what I do, by the way, here on a daily basis. It's that mm -hmm. I want my brain and we have something called the reticular activating system. Mm -hmm. I want to see exactly the things that I need to see. Mm -hmm. And in order to be able to see them, to recognize them, you create your internal unconsciousness. So what you've mentioned, especially when you are young, you're going to get, you will be programmed if you want or if you don't want. And some things are beneficial. Some other things are not beneficial. Um, so depending on your grade of self-awareness, self-consciousness, you can start to change it literally. I call it the software, what you run on your laptop, you can run updates on it and mm -hmm. make sure oh, that yeah. you have you have really the one that you need because some things are outdated. Some things are super not serving you in this certain situation. And some other things are maybe just holding you back for no reason. And you just gonna lose your life. 100% very well said. I like the analogy of updating the software, right? Nobody would expect you to run on some old PC that you bought 12 years ago. It's just not going to work properly yet we do it and this actually reminds me of this very simple concept that many people including myself for many years i wasn't paying enough attention to it and it's affirmations right so I, i'm a big believer you got to control your internal dialogue and i try to every time i talk in my own head about something negative i, I focus on the negativity i try to rewire it right away but affirmations you know literally having set times where you say positive things to yourself, it's so important. And most people think it doesn't work. They think it's bullshit, but I guarantee you, if you, no matter how you feel right now, I get you try this. Actually, if you want to see how it works, try this. If you go right after watching this in front of your mirror and you literally say 45 times or 60 times, you say something in the lines of I'm excited. I'm so happy about the day. I have so much energy. I'm so grateful. I feel powerful. I feel fucking amazing. If you keep saying this to yourself, uh, you will see the change. You, you literally, I, when I show this to people, just by doing this example, even after a few times of saying this, I feel better. For example, before shooting videos, I like to say affirmations of, I'm so excited about this, even if I'm tired. Right? I had situations, I go to the movie studio and I'm like, we have booked four hours and I have to do it now. There's no other time. I have to fly tomorrow. We have to do it now. And I really don't want to do it. And I literally feel butterflies in my stomach because I know I don't want to do it. But then I say to myself, it's going to be amazing. Guys, brace yourselves. This is going to be great. This is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. And it works. So this is actually one of the easiest ways to, to update that software, as you said, right? Just saying the right things to yourself. Mm -hmm. And just a side note, I, I'm a certified neuroscience leadership coach. And oh, this is cool. why I can share this kind of, uh, not, well, content is that no matter if you, you've just mentioned, it's going to happen if you want or if you don't want, because as smart as we think or like to think about ourselves, you can literally cheat your brain. 
and this is happening exactly by mm -hmm. this thing so let's say you're healthy this is very important to understand there are certain things when you are not healthy you have to take other things but when you are healthy you can literally change your brain by repeating something and your brain will not help but change this is how we are wired this is exactly how exactly you this is just the nature how we are functioning. So there is no other way. So if you smile to yourself on a daily basis mm. for one minute, you won't help but be happy. So this is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And some, someone, exactly. told me, someone told me on, on some days, of course you don't feel like, like you've just mentioned, but if you smile and I was doing this, by the way, it was one of my superpowers within uh, one of the biggest projects was I was part in, in mm. Europe here lots of things were happening people were not of course like really hard hard uh, work and lots of work and what i was doing i was going to work every single day and smiling on the way to work and listening to my favorite mm -hmm. song to prime myself to be kind of resistant and resilient to everything what was happening around me and this was of course visible to then some other people and people would approach me about this and this is how you can uh -huh. literally I think face every single challenge and I would love to hear from you Jimmy especially when it comes because this happened to me recently some people would think that they are confident would think that they have lots of self-love or self-esteem but when they are put into a challenging situation they kind of forget that they are worthy that they are enough. Mm -hmm. Do you know something like that? Did you ever experience something like that? Or oh, not? definitely. Just heads up, Sylvie. So I literally, in three minutes from now, I have a Facebook Live. Sorry, Instagram Live. Yes. However, Sorry, however, <laughs> however, no, it's a great conversation. I wish, I wish, because it's a, a one hour already, but I wish we scheduled a bit longer. I wish I scheduled. But anyway, let me answer this very quickly, right? Yes. Because I could, we could talk about it for a long time, but I, I want to make sure I answer this. Yes, I had those situations. Till this day, I had situations sometimes where, as I mentioned, this event in October, I already know it's going to weird me out right before. But first of all, reminding myself, this is so important, reminding myself, have I been in a situation like this before? Yes. Did I handle it? Yes. So it's going to be fine. So what I like to do, like when I'm in a situation of stress, say before getting on a massive stage, right? I'm like, I feel the butterflies. I like to even make like a voice note for myself. I literally did that. And I'm like, hey, this is not to myself. I feel weirded out, even though I know I've done this before. And I predict that in a few, like in an hour from now, I'll look back and I'm like, this was an amazing experience. I loved every bit of it. I just want to confirm this is the case. And then fair enough, I get on a stage and I feel like I'm like fish in a, in a, in a water. I feel amazing. And what happens afterwards, I listen to that audio and I, I just, just create this reinforcement in my mind that, you know what, it's exactly as I said, I knew that stress will go away at some point and I can handle it. I think looking back at different situations you managed to handle, reminding yourself, going back to the first exercise we discussed, but also proactively creating situations of discomfort. I like to do all types of things from doing ice baths to maybe if you struggle with public speaking, pick up one of those, do Facebook live, just do Facebook live. Don't put too much pressure on yourself, put a little bit, maybe do a little update, then maybe do a longer one. If you have social anxiety, push yourself to just go and ask a group of people, Hey, do you know where's the nearest supermarket? You may know where it is. It doesn't matter. Just push yourself to, to, to ask them that question, right? If you don't feel very good in your body and you don't feel that confidence that you can do whatever you want with your body, start pushing yourself physically, right? It all comes to that. It's all about practice you know just as joko willink always says right i mean it all looks great like on the outside jiu-jitsu for two hours and then surfing and then doing a podcast but nobody sees all the work that that came with it so uh mm. just practice practice discomfort and uh, so i literally got to roll i have to roll yes. sylvie thank you so so much for sharing jimmy thank you so much for being my guest here today as always awesome amazing i would love to talk with you again so keep on shining, keep on rocking, and I hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. This was amazing. I really enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed anybody watching this. Post a comment. Let us know uh, what is the biggest takeaway. And I literally have to roll, and I'm going to be jumping on this Instagram Live now.
See you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.